Hi there, everyone. Gwen Jones here, and welcome back to the I'm a Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people who proudly call themselves Rotarians. Well, this week I'm going off script. Not only off script about those questions, but off script about interviewing a Rotarian. Don't worry, it's really worth it. I have bank manager, that's right, bank manager, and Bobanek on the show today. Now, why do I have a bank manager? Because when I was in signing some paperwork, that very bank manager clued me into a problem that's shaking the United States right down to its very coins. I felt so amazed about it, I had to let you know. So this week, like I said, we are off script talking banking during the time of COVID-19. I think you're going to find this very interesting. And I also think you're going to find it as an opportunity to give back and take action and be people of action during this time of pandemic. So join me, won't you? We're talking a bit of banking this week on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. As always, thank you for joining me. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Thank you for giving me my vacation. I appreciate it. Took the week off for the 4th of July so I could uh, comfort my dogs and hear a lot of banging and uh, happy birthday, America, and all that good stuff. Today, I'm doing something a little different for the podcast. Today, I'm actually interviewing somebody who's not a Rotarian. I know, shocking as that may be, but uh, Anne is a bank manager. Is that correct, Anne? Are you that the is manager? correct, A yes. manager of the bank, uh, of Heritage Bank here on my small island of Woodby Island. Uh, and we have a very interesting story for you that when it came to my attention, when I was doing some signature cards at her bank, really kind of gobsmacked me. And so uh, that's kind of the lead in. Um, and uh, I think you guys will be very interested. This is, I'm, I know I'm leaving this kind of mysterious, but it was really kind of <laughs> mysterious for me until I found out all the information. So, Anne, why don't you introduce yourself and we'll catch, catch the audience up on what the heck this podcast is about. Okay, well, I am a branch uh, manager for Whidbey Island Bank, which is a division of Heritage Bank, like you said. A little. Oh, time. and I'm sorry, what's your full name? Anne Bobanek. Bob and X, yes. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna make sure I was gonna butcher that. So I'm letting you, you I'm it. letting you say it. You said it before. Got Go right it. ahead, my dear. I'm sorry. Um, and again, it, you know, this came became apparent to us about the 20th of June. We got notified by our normal cash shipment um, that there's a coin shortage. And we kind of thought, mm, that's really odd. So we started getting massive emails because everything rolled really fast of letting us know there was nothing there. So to let so to let the audience in, what what today's podcast is really about is we coin don't shortage. have enough coins. We have no coin, which we can't give to the businesses. And so what has happened is kind of a tripod of different interesting things. It is related to the COVID virus. Okay, um, we have businesses closed. We have um, banks lobbies that are closed. We have services that are limited. So in addition to that, the Federal Reserve, the Mint, has staffing issues because of the protections that they put into place for their employees. Understandably. It's become apparent that there's mm -hmm. a slowdown of the Mint producing coins and sending them out. 
But what we're not seeing is the coins coming back into the branches to replenish what is going out and therefore going back into the cash supplies. So, so let, let me stop you right there so I can, so I can understand what's going on. So, sure. so the mint is not minting as many as coins. So that's, correct. that's number one. And number yes. two, since we do not have businesses open who use said coins, they're not circulating. That's correct. That's correct. So, we so you're not getting circulation back. Exactly. So twofold is the mint production is decreased, but then the cycle of the supply has virtually stopped in the United States. So we went from getting full orders. Um, as an example, we might get $1,500 worth of quarters in one week. Okay. We got, we got three rolls, $30. Wow. So our customers that need 500 or 1,000 or whatever they need in quarters, we now have no quarters. So where the supply chain has stopped is the Federal Reserve is obviously aware of it. They're doing everything they can to fix their supply chain. But what we're asking our customers to do is look in your jars, look in your cars, look in your drawers, any coins that you're having, offer to roll them and take them to your bank. Your bank will supply you with the free paper rollers. Um, just don't put mutilated or Canadian coins in your rolls and take them to your bank and exchange them for dollars. The other thing. So there's no, there's no shortage on dollars, in other words. No, so there's just no coins. Just, just coins. coins. Yeah. Okay. And so there's really no shortage on money. It's just that the coins, um, there's a disparity in the supply cycle, which is limiting what the banks can order. Um, can also pay, um, I've read a couple articles, the New York Post, the CNN, uh, the Detroit Times, some of the businesses interviewed in those articles, um, some of them are rounding up or down on their transactions to limit the number of coins they're giving out. They're also encouraging electronic payments through debit cards, credit cards, things like that, so that you don't have to have coins involved. Um, but there's no shortage of coins, they're just stopped gapped in our population. And this is affecting all of the Federal Reserve branches, all 12 in the United States. So anyone interested can just go out and put coin shortage and you're going to see the New York Post, you're going to see the Wall Street Journal, you're going to see the CNN.com uh, also reporting on this. So people in the community don't really notice it, um, but they will fairly shortly um, once the businesses run out of coin. So that's interesting because I think I think in in normally where we kind of are becoming rather a cashless society, correct. Um, so I think, but like, but I I I think of immediately when we talked about this at the bank, I think of laundromats and car washes, yes. which is where I do use my coin. Uh, yes. And I've been noted. There is a car wash that's next to a coffee place here. Yes. On the yes. so. I have been known to go buy a cup of coffee and then ask her for a couple dollars in coins so Correct. I can wash my car. And you're saying people like that coffee shop are in really tough shakes right now because she's not going to be able to give it to you, to me. Yeah, we're fortunately we've had enough. And like you said, the car wash, we're fortunate that we actually get their quarters once a month. They bring us a couple very large bags um, that we typically will ship back out. Um, we won't be shipping them out this month. We will be rolling them ourselves to be keeping them for our customers. We wow. also 
customer that has donation jars in the community and they bring in their coin once a month to us also. So normally um, that coin usually comes in rolled and we usually do keep it. Um, but the car wash, again, they bring it back in bags that are ready to ship and we'll be rolling those. Um, but again, with those businesses and um, with our community, we're actually seeing the word getting out and we have customers bringing in their coins. So we're very, very thankful to see that. Wow. So I, I know when we talked about this at the bank, you were saying that this is an all 50 state thing. So just because, yes. so what about larger cities? Like what about Seattle or even into Los Angeles here on the West Coast or New York City? Are those, are those places are without all, coin? Yes, they are all impacted. So again, when you, when you go out and you search on Google or Bing, um, for coin shortage, you're going to see those nationwide articles in all of those leading newspapers in all those very, very high-end metro areas. It is a nationwide problem. It is not just local. Um, I think that probably some of the larger institutions, the mega banks, mm -hmm. they have had some reserves and they're able to move things around internally. I spoke to a recent customer that's actually a customer of a local larger institution. And she had said that they hadn't had too much of a problem. They were seeing things come through with like Chuck E. Cheese coins and a lot of mutilated and Canadian because they had been wrapped um, by individuals rather than coming from the Fed where they're sealed and wrapped and sorted. Right. Um, but fortunately, again, a lot of our businesses will usually keep two to three weeks of coin ahead of time just in case something happens or somebody goes on vacation. So we all kind of have a little bit of a backup supply, but it is dwindling quickly. And most of the institutions are seeing 90% less of what than, than what they're ordering being received. Wow. And, and I don't, I think, I think we were, well, at the beginning of this whole pandemic, we heard about toilet paper. Yes. And, and I thought it was very interesting why we had a shortage of toilet paper is because everybody was at home. So the yes. inexpensive toilet paper that they make for offices and everything wasn't right. being used. And we were all were at home, which is a different, yes. it's the two ply soft stuff that we were all yes. wanted. Right. Yes. And then we heard about, and so that was the reason for that. And then of course we heard about farmers mm -hmm. grinding perfectly good food back underground yes. or cows dumping out their milk because they're used to be making mozzarella cheese for huge yes. huge pizza joints and so they had no place to put that and so now we have coins which just seems it and we're thinking of, i think of myself as a paperless society very much i do so too I, so it kind of surprises me but um I think, how much coin do we use in the world still you know again we're a very small bank we're a very small branch but right. um, my customers typically will use anywhere from $500 to $1,000 worth of quarters a week. Um, and really? That's, that's a lot. That's a lot so, of quarters. <laughs> a lot of quarters. And so when you think about it, it's, um, you know, again, they're there. They're somewhere. They right. just where they need to be right now. And um, the banks would love to be able to take in those coins back to be able to recycling it back to their customers. So then here would be the interesting thing, and this is why I, I brought you on the show here, is that as Rotarians, we are chomping at the bit because we're all doing Zoom calls like I'm doing with you right now. Yes. 
but we're used to being out there physically doing something, you know, putting yes. drops in mouths to cure polio or picking up garbage on the side of the road or giving out grants or doing, we're used to doing these things. And so when I talked to you, I was just like, well, this seems like a no brainer, but in these but. times of, in these times of COVID, I mean, is it, you know, coins are already not the cleanest. <laughs> Let's correct. admit it. That's <laughs> and then, you know, how, if you, if we were to start collecting change, you know, is it a good idea? Is it something that we should do? Could it be actually a dangerous thing to do? Or what do you, what do you suggest if we all wanted um, to start collecting? If people want to go ahead and start wrapping it and bringing it, there's going to be a, a delay time from when, they're wrapping versus when they take it to their financial institution to when the financial institution actually turns around and hands it back out. Mm -hmm. Time frame that the virus possibly could live on the surface is going to be longer than the life of the virus. Okay. So a concern to that. Um, as an example, we've been very fortunate with Heritage Bank. Um, Gap has had their complete, in fact, the entire bank has not lost any hours of work time or anything. We've kept ourselves fully staffed and we've never had any concern of the handling of money. We did not have to start wearing gloves. Um, like you said, it is, it is dirty um, and it, you know, it can carry germs, um, but the life of those germs after the time they're being rolled by an individual before they're handed back out to someone else is a length of time uh, that those things will not survive. Okay. And, and again, that, well, that's good news. Cause you know, I, as much as we, we, it, <laughs> I, I, on the West coast here, we seem to be going down and then going up and then going down yes. and going up. So, uh, so then you're saying if we start collecting coins yes. that we could go to any bank. And I do stress, even though I'm, I'm interviewing you today, cause you were willing to come on the podcast and again, thank yes. you, but this is all banks. Yes. So you can, so as, as much as I happen to do business at your bank, you could go to any of your local banks with your coins and all would be appreciated. This isn't the big guys yes. or the little guys or the credit yeah. unions or the independent. It's, it's everybody. Not, not from what I read. It should be everyone. I'm hearing again that this is, this is an issue everywhere and I keep hearing it expanding more and more. Again, you're not going to be able to take a bag of loose coin. Um, right. Most institutions do not have coin counters. Um, but they do, they usually will offer you the free paper rolls um, so that you can just grab a few of what you need in the denominations you have, get them rolled up and return them back into your institution. And you're actually recommending that. You would really, uh, we, yes. you would like people to come into any of their banks and say, yes. I probably have such and such amount of coins. And we're and like, us, yeah. And we're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. Good to know. Yes. And then yeah. what I'm encouraging Rotarians to do is have coin parties. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, one of the biggest things that, you know, I used to say all the time is that if you fear change, put it here is what we used to put mm -hmm. on a coin jar. Exactly. And I'm wondering how many, how many people have pocket. I mean, I had a father who had a jar. Yes. Uh, Lots of people have jars that they just throw it into because it's an inconvenience and they don't like using it. It's heavy in your purses, heavy in your pockets. Right. So that's where we're assuming it's sitting is people's jars, their dressers, their cars, things like that. And, uh, you know, this would really help to have the individuals get that money circulating again. What about things like coin stars, those green machines that you find in grocery stores? Do those actually help banks? Or are they, are they a for-profit or do you guys can, can those coins no, be helped? Um, you know, I'm not 
fully sure about their process um, and their business stream or their business cycle. Um, they are definitely for profit. Mm -hmm. And I'm not quite sure where their cycle comes into play with us. Okay. So in the bigger picture, if somebody doesn't have a financial institution, theoretically, it should be being cycled out into the supply chain. Uh, the confusion is, is once it gets to them, do they return it back to their cash uh, disbursement area? Um, uh. Dispersed or are they just hanging on to it for whatever purpose they have? Mm -hmm. um, again, for us, we have stopped shipping any coin that we have. Not a single one of our 62 branches is shipping coin. We are keeping it because we're seeing some branches are completely out. And so then we're distributing it between the branches as need be. Wow. So how long do you think this problem will be? Is there any, is it something that I'm a hoping. switch could go and it would just yeah. get right back to normal? It could be, you know, if everybody pays attention and kind of does their part, I think, you know, like the other things we've seen resolution to, um, it'll be a slow process, but I think we can get by with it. Um, I would hate to say to any of my customers that we can't supply them with coin to run their business. Um, you know, they're doing such a wonderful job in trying to stay open and continue the business in our small community. Um, we don't need any other road bumps. So anything that we can do to help, we will do that. Okay. Well, Anne, I, I, I'm still gobsmacked that we're even having this conversation, but um, I guess this is, this is where I kindly say any Rotarian that can hear my voice that's wanting desperately to do something in their civics organization, uh, go start checking under the seat cushion and go start checking in your sofa and go see if you have that mass amount of coin and head to your local bank, no matter the branch, no matter the whatever, and start rolling coins. And maybe if it's if you're in a place where you're at a different phase that you can actually have coin rolling parties, wouldn't that be great if we actually had oh, yes. enough coins that you could have yes. a coin rolling party pop some popcorn, have a glass of wine. Well, maybe popcorn you eat with your hands. That might not be the best yeah. choice, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but pour a glass of wine with your friends and uh, roll coins. And wow. And thank you for bringing this to our attention. And I thank hope you. that this might be a first step and uh, we'll get the word out. There is something for Rotarians to do and something to make uh, banks and small businesses lives yes. a little easier. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much, Gwen. All right. Thank you. What did I tell you? Crazy, right? First, we had the great toilet paper conspiracy. Then we had to watch anguished farmers dumping their milk and plowing under fields. And now, coins. Coins. Nickels, dimes, quarters, 50 cent pieces. Remember those half dollars we all used to like from grandma? They're disappearing. Not forever, but during this time of pandemic, they are in hot supply. So, here's why I did this podcast. Rotarians, you are people of action. Every single day, you are trying to find a new and exciting way to make this world a better place. Well, here's a way that could be as easy as checking under your seat cushion. We need those coins. And I'm calling on you, anyone who can hear my voice, to have their group start collecting coins. Please do. Have coin parties. Have solo coin parties. Roll them up. 
take them in and make this small little gesture make a huge impact for small businesses around your community. That's all you need to do. Take that jar, separate it, roll it up, get it out there, and be a Rotarian of action. Pretty simple, right? I really think we all could do it, and I think it could be a lot of fun, too. All right, then. That's the end of my first podcast coming off of vacation. Uh, maybe a little rusty, but uh, I'll get back in the groove in no time. And I really look forward to season three with you and all of you listening out there. And of course, here's the same old stuff. If you like the podcast, please tell a friend, have them download us and rate us so others can find us. And if you have a story or a Rotarian that I should know about, please email me. Sometimes a little, I'm a little behind, but I do always answer those emails at rotarianpod at gmail.com. All right, then. Please wear a mask. Take care of yourself and the world around you. And I will hear you next week on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Thank you for joining me.